Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are proud to present you the Fumble Rookie Podcast by Power 88 Beam Radio, along with Fans Only Sports Network. I am your wonderful host, Justin Tucker, along with my good friend, CJ Medeiros. CJ, what's going on, my man? Hey, hey man. I, I'm just fine. You know, we're, uh, we have a good episode in store for you guys. And uh, yeah, let's, I mean, doesn't matter how I'm feeling. Well, I mean, you know, let's it, just get it. Does matter. I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, like, in terms of the show, I'm like, you know, I'm just excited for the episode. That's all I'm going to say. Let's, let's uh, mm-hmm. you know, what to you, do. Enjoy, you enjoyed it. 4th of July? Oh, of course I did, man. Great. Had me a wonderful time. And uh, yeah, I'm a, I, I'm going to a Martha's Vineyard next. So if you're listening from Martha's Vineyard, uh, and you see me, just say hi. And that is all you're allowed to say. Don't come on. Just keep it, we, we, keep we, we keep it just PG around these parts. Just say hi and keep walking. We know. We appreciate it. All right, but we have a good show for you today. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about our top five running backs and along with our most underrated running backs, thanks to the Fumarowski fan box question. But, of course, we start with the top five, as usual. CJ, without further ado, let me kick us off. All righty, then. Let's start number five with some controversy. My number five running back heading into the season is Christian McCaffrey. Now, there's a lot of people, Panthers fans, that say he's number one. Well, stats don't exactly say that, and I'll give you one reason why. Injuries. The past two seasons, he hasn't even rushed for over 500 yards, and he hasn't even received for over 400 yards in the past two seasons as well. Last season, he ran for 442 yards and one touchdown. He had 343 receiving yards and one touchdown. So he has just two touchdowns whole season. That won't cut it. He's slowly starting to become a real big injury red flag. But, yeah, if he wasn't injured, he'd probably be number two or number one. But he just can't stay healthy. And, look, I'm a, I'm a Christian McCaffrey guy. But, good Lord, I just want this man to stay healthy. Maybe he'll be top three if he stays healthy. But at this point in time, sorry, Panthers fans, that's a big if. That's my problem. He's not even on my list. And I know it sounds sacrilege, but he can't stay healthy. And he's on an incompetent mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers team. So, yeah, that's the struggle for me. I don't think he has to line to, in order to, to succeed. So he'll have to depend on more of the pass catching side of things. But I'm not sure if that'll be the long term success, too, considering they have Robbie Anderson. And mm-hmm. I don't trust who they have at quarterback right now. So, uh, oh, oh, you mean uh, the ghost man there? He who sees ghosts, Sam <laughs> Darnold. He threw like four picks that game, didn't he? Oh, yeah. That was a fun game as a Pats fan to watch. And then, hold on, wait. Didn't y'all play them too this this past season? Yeah. And he threw like two picks and like didn't even reach. I'm not, I don't know what the stats were from that game, but I know they weren't good. And I think y'all, I think y'all won. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Mm. So, yeah. Sam Darnold continues to see ghosts, but. As far as Christian McCaffrey is concerned, I feel like when healthy, oh yeah, he's top five all day. But the problem is, the best, the best thing is availability, and he hasn't been available to them in general. So, until he becomes more reliable, as far as like less injuries, I can't put him in my top five because yeah. there's just too much talent and just, I, it's unfortunate. But I, mm. it's yeah. also the same reason I didn't mm-hmm. put Saquon in there. Yeah, I didn't. Saquon's not in mine either. Spoiler alert. 
Yeah. So, yeah. to all those New York Giants fans, sorry, Saquon didn't make the cut. My number five, I was debating between two players, and in the end, I chose with Austin Eckler. Hmm. I think he's a, I think he's a downgrade from Christian McCaffrey, but not by much. I think what you lack in rushing with Austin Eckler, you get majorly in the passing game. He is perfect for the type of system they run in uh, Los Angeles, and along with a quarterback like Justin Herbert, who is top ten, top seven ish, top five ish, he'll get a lot of receptions. He'll get a lot of targets, and therefore have a lot of opportunities to gain ground in in the run. Especially if you have a center like Corey Lindsley and a left tackle like Rashawn Slater, that'll make holes for you to run and get like five five or six yards per carry. So I believe that they'll take a step for he'll take a step forward with this offense and they'll make the playoffs this year, hopefully. But my other guy, the one that just missed out was Aaron Jones. Uh, for me, it was Eckler that just missed out. Mm-hmm. Over Mc- out. yeah, over, you chose McCaffrey over Eckler. Yeah, but I mean, like, just from like a skill standpoint, you know, I I'm still it. holding out hope for McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. You know. Just you know I'm how on, it is with injuries. I'm holding on hope for Saquon. Yeah, he was so great his rookie year. Yes, but then you know injuries and and they and, didn't really give him a good line. They didn't fix that line at all for him. And they well, they tried. They gave Nate Solder God knows how much money, and look how that turned out. It was a bad investment. Yeah, they tried doesn't mean they were actually successful. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's fair. All right, so who's your number four? Coming at number four, I'm putting the main man from the Vikings, Dalvin Cook. Now, a lot of people see Dalvin Cook for uh, his injury history, and yeah, that makes sense. But last season, I will grant you, he only played in 13 games. But he still put up 1,159 yards and six touchdowns, mm-hmm. and, he, and he had like 224 receiving yards. It's just the thing with cook is once like McCaffrey it's injuries like I said despite the fact he put up those numbers he still only played 13 games and uh but I mean I mean luckily for him he does have Madison backing him up so when he's gone the running game doesn't suffer entirely but look Dalvin Cook you know he's fast he's strong he's got good juke moves he can and he's shown an ability to catch the ball out of the backfield as well so just I, I, like I said, once again, it's injuries. That's really what it comes down to. If he can play at least 15 games next season, I'm willing to move him up a spot. I, I agree. As a matter of fact, he was my number four guy too. All I right. think in the type of system, especially when they had Gary Kubiak in that zone scheme system, he was amazing. He was phenomenal, especially now too. Even though he only played 13 games, he still racked up 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. Now, if only he could stay healthy, those numbers would get better. The problem is he never stays healthy. So I think that's just a matter of you can only get him for only a certain amount of time due to injuries. But when he's healthy, oh, boy, he can make plays that only few can. And Mm -hmm. it's impressive what he can do. He may not be a power guy, but he's a shifty guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen him bowl people over. He's got a little bit of power behind him. Yeah. He's got a little bit of power. He's got surprise power, but I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't call him a power back. No, he's not a power back, but no, he, he can. Yeah. I mean, he can like squeeze through the line, get you that goal line touchdown, no problem. And I feel like if they just get him out in space, especially in the passing game, I think he should yeah. get more receptions this year. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, he doesn't have like a nose for the end zone as a receiver, but he but uh, he's played for five seasons and three times of five seasons he's gone over 300 receiving yards. Yeah, so it's not like he can't catch yeah. the ball or gain yardage. It's just a matter of how they plan to use him. And I think it'll yeah. just get better under an offensive heavy mindset coach instead of uh, Mike Zimmer. Yeah. I feel like with Zimmer gone, that offense is going to take another step forward. I think a lot of that depends on Kirk Cousins, but don't tell Vikings fans that. Don't tell Adam that because he still thinks I he still thinks Kirk Cousins like sucks. I I mean I, he doesn't uh, suck, but he's not like a world beater. I think he's underrated. I think considering what he's been dealt with as far as an offensive line, yeah. He's done fairly well. I think he's I think top 15-ish to top below top 10 is fair for him. Yeah, top 15. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And again, Dalvin Cook's on our number four. Who's yep. your number three? My number three from the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb. Now, well, let's take a gander at his stats. Now, let me tell you something about Nick Chubb. 1,200 rushing yards last year and eight touchdowns. I mean, he's not really a receiving back, but man, he is he's like this really scary combination of size and speed. He's fast. When he's in the open field, kiss him goodbye. But mm-hmm. when you're in close quarters, he will knock you down. He will just bowl you over. And that's like just terrifying. You know what I mean? How are you going to cope with that as a defense, a fast guy and a strong guy? He's basically like kind of like a Dalvin Cook on steroids as like a pure ball carrier. And the only reason his numbers aren't even better than what they are is because he shares that backfield with Kareem Hunt, who's yeah. pretty darn good in his own right. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I'm repeating everything you just said because he's my – we might have the same list. That's why I'm afraid. Yeah. Number three is Nick Chubb. Again, the only reason he's not number one is because he has two freaks ahead of him. That is the only reason why he's not yeah. number one. Every time I see him play against against the Baltimore Ravens, I fear my life because ever since 2019, he ran for over 100 yards and won, won 88 yards against us, and it just never felt the same since. So every time he goes against us, I always fear, oh, my God, he's going to break off a long run against us, and we can't stop him. Once he gets going, it's, he's very hard to stop, and you need to gang tackle this guy. And if he didn't yeah. share the backfield with Kareem Hunt, Oh my God, his numbers be through the roof. He actually might be number one, but unfortunately, you, he's handcuffed to Kareem Hunt, which isn't a bad thing for Cleveland. That's a good problem. But as far as Nick Chubb's stats, as far as fantasy, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Nick Chubb is a phenom, especially for a team like Cleveland that had a bad season last year. Yeah, I mean, and even still, you know, there's a bit of a quarterback controversy, you know, like in Cleveland. But it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, you percent, I mean, everything aside, you still have a really, really dangerous ground game, like, mm-hmm. you know, with Chubb and Hunt. So you should be fine, especially with Chubb leading the way. Yeah, especially in that Kevin Stefanski offense. That's mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. oh, All right. Who's your number two? Now, this might surprise some people. A lot of people would have him at number one, but my number two is Jonathan Taylor from the Colts. All right. We're different. All right. You see that? Good. Yeah, we got some variety. Now, Jonathan Taylor was the best running back last year, I will admit. 
He's another one who's fast and powerful. Had 1,811 yards rushing and 18 touchdowns, starting all 17 games. Oh, my God. And, you know, I'm a Pats fan. I remember what he did to us. I'm not happy about it, but the dude's a freak of nature. Literally averaging over 100 rushing yards a game and five and a half yards a carry. And, like I said, plain and simple, best running back last year. But I have someone else at number one. And, like I said, this is going into this year because there was someone else that was a little bit hurt last year that I think – you know, will be number one next year. Tucker, who's your uh, number two? My number two is Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Big, bad beast. Now, let's put this into perspective. He missed half the season, and he almost put up a 1,000 yards. That is – you know how dominant you would have to be to miss half a season and still finish top ten in rushing yards? Pretty dominant. Pretty dominant. Oh, my God. He's a beast when he's on the field. I think I want to say in 2020, last time he was fully healthy, he ran for over 2,000 yards. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. I think he's the eighth running back to do so in NFL history. Uh-huh. So that was a huge milestone. He then went on the next year to completely be on pace for that same type of year if only injuries didn't hamper his success. What yeah. I'm trying to tell you, once he gets going, he is hard to stop. I saw what he did to us in the regular season in in twenty in uh, 2020. It was not good. It was not healthy. He ran through us in overtime, and I was mm, I was punching a hole in the wall. I was so upset. I could have punched a hole in the wall. I was so upset. But he's just that dominant of a player. Ever since his uh, third year in the league, he turned a switch, and he's never looked back. He's just as dominant as he is. He just hasn't had the season that Jonathan Taylor had, which, spoiler, he's my number one. Hmm. If I believe Jonathan Taylor is younger, less to- t- wear and tear on the body, and will only go up from here. Fair enough. So who's your number one? Well, my number one is actually Derrick Henry. Mm. And let me tell you why. So when you look at Jonathan Taylor's stats, like I said, you know, over he's like 1,800 yards, 18 touchdowns, I believe. And look at Derrick Henry, 937 yards and 10 touchdowns in only eight games. If Derrick Henry is fully healthy that season, heck, like I said, he only played eight games or 17 games in a season. If we double that so we only played 16 games, he, he would mathematically have more rushing yards and more rushing touchdowns than Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. And with Derrick Henry, I, I know those leg injuries can be a death sentence for running backs. But Derek, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think it's going to affect Derrick Henry that much. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. But Derrick Henry, just like you said, like he's a tank, probably the strongest running back in the NFL, has the deadliest truck and the deadliest stiff arm. He's not really a receiving threat, but he doesn't need to be. He can run over anyone. And I think next year, he King Henry's taking his crown back. King Henry is taking his crown back. That's nice. But meanwhile, while we're in talking about the number one running back, let's talk about that bad, bad man that just so happens to be in Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor. That guy had a season for the ages, especially with a quarterback that is as erratic as Carson Wentz is. He still put up a dominant season. I remember when I knew I was watching something special when he went up against the Bills and just toyed with them, made them look like little boys out there and just 
completely eviscerated that Bills defense, which is no joke for anybody who was watching. That Bills defense was good. And he just toyed with them, and they just couldn't stop him, whether it was running or passing. He just felt invincible that game. Jonathan Taylor put up a season where he had over 1,800, I want to say either total yards or 1,800 yards and over 10 touchdowns. What do you want to say, CJ? Wait, what? No, no, no. I don't. No, I thought you wanted to say something. My bad. No, I'm just agreeing. Hopefully, he'll have more competent quarterback play. So, hopefully, he'll have bigger lanes to run through and not have big, like, it's seven to eight man box to deal with or nine. So, hopefully, he'll have a better season than last and maybe break into the 2000 threshold. I'm not saying he will because he does have nine lines backing him up. But I think that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor could have a historic season next year. Well, it's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I, I, you know, like for me, as far as Henry and Taylor go, you could basically, you know, flip a coin. I mean, if he didn't get hurt, Henry, I think, would be the undisputed number one because his stats are already on track to be better. But, you know, that's, we could, you know, do like ifs, ands, or buts all night long. Yeah. So, Justin, uh, what's coming up next? Coming up next, we turn to the Fumble Rooski fan box, and we turn to you listeners and your suggestions on who is the most underrated running back in the NFL. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. And welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I am your wonderful host, Justin Tucker, along with my main man, CJ Medeiros. And right now we are talking about the Fumble Rooski Fan Box, where we send out a question and we look for your responses. And today's question is no different. Who is the most underrated running back in the NFL? We look to you and we f- figure out what you guys think. And the first one is, without doubt, CJ says, Damian Harris, nine. 900- what was it, 900-plus yards and 15 touchdowns last season, and he's ranked mm-hmm. top 20 or fringe top 20? Yeah. All right, hold on. I got to rant a little bit here. As a Patriots fan? Yes, as a Pats fan. Let's hear it. How did he finish, I believe, top 10, either like 9 or 10 in rushing yards, number two in, pa- in rushing – how was it passing? Rushing touchdowns, and yet the best those sports pundits will say to him is – Fringe top 20, if that. Well, I say no. The Damian Harris slander must stop. And yes, I know he's not a big name. He's not exciting to watch. But the man puts his head down and gets it done. And keep in mind, he missed two games last season. So a little bit like Derrick Henry, who knows how much better he would have been if he played like a full 17. Because he definitely would have gone over 1,000 yards. That's so just, I mean, I'm not going to say he's top 10, but the fact that some people don't have him top 20 is to quote Stephen A. Smith, blasphemous. Blasphemous. It, 
All right, I think he he might be top ten. I will give you that. But you're trying to tell me in this new Bill Belichick offense he'll have the same success as he did under Josh McDaniels? Well, uh, I don't know, Josh. I'm not a fan of Josh McDaniels, so I'm inclined <laughs> to say he might be a little bit better. Maybe just you know some outside runs. Don't just send him up the middle or do screens every god darn play, yep. McDaniels. Oh, it sounds like a little hatred coming out. Well, just we can a little only- bit. I guess you were very happy when they got rid of Josh McDaniels then. Extremely. We do have an offensive coordinator, but in Bill we trust. That's really all we can do. All right. Grayson Mortimer, a regular on the show, said either Devin Singletary or Damian Harris. Yeah. I will talk about Devin Singletary. For the Buffalo Bills, he's underrated because I don't think many people know about him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm looking at his. I'm looking at him like last season, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he still had 870 yards and like seven touchdowns. That's that's pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, he's not really a receiving threat, but I mean, the Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo is a heavy pass first team, yeah. and even still, like you can make a case their best runner is Josh Allen. I just think Devin Singletary oh needs, needs the reins a little bit more. <laughs> Did you just say that Josh Allen is their best runner? You can make a case. It's a terrible case. Is it, though? If you're telling me Devin Singletary is a worse runner than Josh. No, I, I said you can make a case. I didn't say he was. Let's all just uh, calm down a little bit. All right. All right. All right. I think Josh Allen is a very good runner. Josh Allen literally had 763 yards and six touchdowns last year. That's basically just slightly worse than Devin Singletary. That's still worse. That's still worse. All right. All right, enough jabs about Josh Allen's running ability. He is a good runner, but I still think I'd take Devin Singletary as a runner. But Josh Allen is a big, strong running uh, threat as a running back because he actually will plow through defenders like it's nothing. Oh, yeah. Tyson Tate, another regular on the show, says Damian Harris easily. Yes, Damian Harris cult rise. Damian Harris supremacy. But, yeah, yeah. But but we all know how I feel about Damian Harris. I mean, Pretty you, darn good running back. Would you feel this way if he, was, if he wasn't on the Patriots? I don't know. I'd like to think I would because, you know, I, 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 I mean, I give, like, props to most people. Like, uh, Javante Williams, he's going to be big next year, honestly. Rashad Penny in Seattle. Ooh, that's darn good. I, I mean, I just I respect the underrated ones too. Also, uh, the backup in Minnesota, Alexander Madison. He's basically like a, a like Derek. I mean, uh, Dalvin Cook 2.0 there. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that they have Dalvin Cook and uh, Madison. Yeah, I know, right? If one goes down, you can just plug one and, and you'll be just fine with it. Exactly. Because he's not a bad running back at all. Mm-hmm. All right. Patrick Willover says Madison could be just as good as Cook if he has the starting role. I mean, he's kind of like Cook, but I wouldn't say that. I think Adam said that he's a little matchup dependent, which is true. But, you know, like Madison could still start. Yeah. Yeah, he could start. The problem is Delvin Cook's better. Yeah. I mean, unlike another team, like maybe that's a little running back needy. He definitely could probably start. Mm-hmm. You could do a lot worse than uh, Alexander Madison. I will tell you that. Oh yeah, Ian Mulhern. Mulhern, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, Mulhern. 
said Nick Chubb. How's Nick Chubb underrated? Most people have him top five. I mean, yeah. I'm not throwing any digs or jabs, but I'm yeah, just saying. I don't. I'm, think, I'm a little confused. Who's saying Nick Chubb is a scrub, or who's saying he's not top ten, or top five for that matter? Probably the Ravens fans. No, no they'll, they'll say he's top five. Yeah, I'll admit he's top five. My problem is y'all just act like J.K. Dobbins wasn't injured last year. Oh yeah, yeah. J.K. Dobbins he would have been a beast last year, but you know, injury yeah. bugs gonna get you sometimes. Yeah. They got him and Gus. So, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that's the bus. <laughs> uh, you know, just I mean, look, Devin's um, Nick Chubb is a great player. I mean, like, yeah. I, like I said, top three running back in my eyes. But I just, I mean, he's great. I just, I don't see how he's underrated. I would like that explained to me sometime. I agree. I don't think he's under. I think he's rated just fine. Same. Derek Cole says Kareem Hunt will finish RB12 in 2018, RB10 in 2020, and RB8 before injury. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just behind Nick Chubb. That's the issue. Yeah. Brown, kind of like we talk about the Vikings, the Browns have another great running back duo with Hub and with Chubb and Hunt. Also, yeah. please keep in mind Kareem Hunt's also a great receiving back too, and he yeah. could also start in a pinch for pretty much yeah. most any team. Mm-hmm. He'd be a great starter on other teams. The problem Absolutely. is the Browns. He's behind him, Nick Chubb. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's a bit underrated, but that's because of who he's behind, not because mm-hmm. of him individually. Tyson Tate again says James Conner does not get talked about enough after his bounce back season. Yeah, James Conner last season, he was uh, scary. He was a touchdown threat. Exactly. He had, I think he led the league last season with a, I want to say, like 18 total touchdowns, like 15 rushing and three receiving. I mean, the yards aren't there per se, but I mean, but kind of like Damian Harris, he's a touchdown machine. What do you think? He finished with 15 touchdowns. I want to, I'm not sure if it was rushing, but no, it says right. No, I'm on a pro football reference. It says, uh, 15 rushing touchdowns and three receiving touchdowns. Yeah, so he was... That, that's 18 in total. Yep. So I think he, he was kind of deserving of that Pro Bowl nod, if you can give me 18 oh, yeah. touchdowns. Now, I think the running yards is something to be desired more, but that could be just the simple case of the offense he's in, not necessarily the player, because he only had like 200 touches. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the air raid offense isn't exactly, you know, friendly to running backs. No, but since he's found a nice little starter spot, I'm not going to complain, especially if you're yeah. giving me 18 touchdowns. Exactly. So I think he is a little underrated because I don't hear him talked about enough, but I think it's just a similar case to, like, Robert Quinn. Like, he had a monster yeah. season. No one really talked about it. Roberto Canedo said Harris. I'm going and- to assume he means Damien. Yeah, that's one. I don't know anyone who says Najee Harris is over is underrated. But yes, I mean, unless you're a Steelers fan, yeah, I don't think he is. If you but saw yeah, Damian Harris. Apparently, that name's coming up a lot. Yes, because we know we will not sit back and let Damian Harris just be called barely top twenty. It's not <laughs> good. Top fifteen, easy. Fair. That is a fair assumption. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady. Etherton. I think it's yeah, Etherton, Etherton. Forgive, forgive the grammar or yeah. Etherton. Javante Williams. Yeah, he could be. Some- oh yeah, Javante Williams. He is going to take <laughs> off next season. I wanted. To, he's the Broncos running back, right? Yes, he is. He's going. And, to, he's going to eat. Yeah. Oh, and almost certainly he's going to uh, take the reins away from uh, Melvin Gordon. Absolutely. If they don't start Javante Williams, that's a problem. Oh yeah. Same like the next one coming up. Uh, not this one. The one after. Uh, Cole Hinkley says Zach Moss. Yeah, Zach Moss. He's a he's a bit of an interesting fella. Now let let me tell you something about Zach Moss. He's like the bruiser for Buffalo. Believe me, I'm a Pats fan. I know that guy. He 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 just runs you over. I mean, granted, he only had like 345 yards and like four touchdowns last season. That's because he's primarily using short yard situations where you can just plow through a defensive line. Hmm. So. On other teams, he'd be a solid or I'm not even sure of that. I think he's rated just fine. It's just on certain occasions he comes in to do what he's designed to do for that team. Yeah. So I think he's good where he's placed. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's just rated fine. He's definitely not overrated. Yeah. No, I wouldn't call him overrated. He's underrated a little bit to me. Mm-hmm. K, K Pro underscore 6.7 said Tony Pollock. That's the one I wanted to talk about. Yeah, he needs more touches immediately, if not sooner. Yeah, yeah. It's just the thing is with Pollard. I mean, obviously you have Zeke there, but I know some Cowboys fans that literally that would literally take Pollard over Zeke. My issue with Pollard is that he doesn't quite have a nose for the end zone. Only had two touchdowns last year, but still with. uh, he played in 15 games. I don't think he started any, and yet he still had 719 rushing yards. Not to mention he's a decent receiver who had 337 receiving yards last season. So, I mean, don't sleep on Pollard. He's like the dream number two running back. Yeah, so he had 1,000 all-purpose yards, and you mm-hmm. still are keeping him around as the number two, and you can see Zeke is potentially might be having a decline. Because he's not as fast as he once was. Mm. I'm sorry, but I, I want him to start next year instead of Zeke. And when you get to short yardage situations or goal line situations, then we can put in Zeke. But until well, then, tell me you, that. Tell Mike McCarthy that. Mike, if you need, you know where you need the juice. It's coming from Tony Pollard. That's where the juice is. Are we missing anybody that's an underrated running back that any that? Uh, the fans haven't said? Uh, honestly, I would say Rashad Penny from Seattle. The thing about him is injuries. Yeah. I think he just came off a torn ACL. As a matter of fact, all the running backs in Seattle, him and Chris Carson. Yeah. I mean, Rashad Penny stepped in when he needed to, and he sold 749 yards and six touchdowns, quite literally averaging 6.3 yards per attempt. Yeah. Again, remember, Rashad Penny was a first-round pick. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, at least now he's finally finding his stride. But, honestly, I would say he should probably start next year over Carson because Carson's showing he can't stay healthy. 
Yeah, that's my problem with Carson. He runs super hard, but he can't stay healthy. Yeah. My well, of course, me being a Raven and seeing no one pick J.K. Dobbins. I'm I'm gonna throw J.K. Dobbins name into that. But yeah. if I had to, if I had to choose another one, who's underrated? A.J. Dillon. Oh, oh yeah, from uh, from the Packers. Yeah. yeah. Quadfather and Quadzilla. <laughs> I thought Saquon had quads, and then there's the Quadfather and Quadzilla. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, that's certainly something there. That's what, that's how you know you're a beast. You have two different names for your quads. Yeah, yeah. These NFL fans, they're a crazy bunch. I tell you. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays at seven thirty on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Be sure to also follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out.